Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sans Pants Radio. Just a pack of puny humans. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some topics just need discussing. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. I'm Damien. And this week... Supervillains. You're so evil. Cause you're so evil. I don't have a I don't have a pun. Oh, no, you quick. both, oh, you both okay. turned to me and I didn't have one. Because <laughs> I expected more. I'm kind of, all right, I'm all right, kind of all disappointed. Right. Uh, this isn't this is actually just a question that I've thought of now. Is there a category of supervillains? Like, is that the yeah. base what I know what I mean is, are you like villain? Pretty good villain. Oh, okay. Super villain. Oh. Hyper villain. Ultra villain. Fuck yeah villain. Who's a fuck yeah villain? I think you, I think Is Ultron the... an ultra villain? <laughs> nah, he's a he's a okay. <laughs> I think the god level supervillains would be the fuck yeah villains. Fuck yeah. Like what who's the when, giant one who literally eats worlds? I think you've done Galactus. Galactus must be a fuck no, yeah. No, I reckon they just have to be good. Like Hannibal Lecter would be fuck yeah villain. Oh, okay. So you've got too many categories and they're confusing already because <laughs> I wouldn't have put a human in a fuck yeah like Hannibal Lecter is villain, just like Zemo is villain. Yeah, I thought and this then was you've the- got power. Oh, okay, as super okay. villains. I could see how you'd be confused because we're talking about comic book movies. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah. Yeah, you've both gone the way, and I've just, I've just fucked as it. You've well, gone your way. I thought your rankings were levels of power, but they're actually Tom's preference. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the level I have for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If you ask me about like hotel rooms and what floor of a hotel I'm staying on, I'll say I'm on level one. I might be on level twenty, but I say level one because it's my room <laughs> and it's the room I prefer it's to be on. It's number fucking one. So that's weird. <laughs> I don't, Sean. It was a bit. It wasn't good. See, you pressured me into doing something yeah, funny. I didn't get what I and wanted. I didn't fucking want. What did you want me to do? What do we love about villains? Super villains. Super like, villains. So comic book movie villains. Comic book movie villains. MCU villains, DCEU villains. I, I think it's someone who's broken but has extreme power. Or the oh, actually I either that the fact that they're broken drives them to extremes. Yeah. I don't know, it's one or the other. Maybe My, both. I don't fucking know. The, the reason I bring up Fox is because I forgot that they existed actually. And the reason I say this is Magneto is one of the best comic book villains he is. going around. Yeah, in that okay. in that like a Loki, he's interchangeable from being a hero or an anti-hero at mm-hmm. least to being then the out-and-out bad guy. And I like a villain whose point of view, even if I don't agree with, you can get behind. I can understand. Yeah. And I go, you know what? Magneto, you're just as bad as humans if you want to round up all the humans and kill them. But I get why you're doing it because concentration camps and humans are shitty. I get why he's a product of his environment and I understand why he does the thing he does. Magneto is a good example in comparison with Loki because both of them have been used now to the extent where it's worn off a bit for me. I'm yeah. kind of like, all right, how many X-Men films have we had now? And Magneto has been in all of them. <laughs> yeah. Like all the main X-Men films. He's been the antagonist, not yeah. the main antagonist, mm. but he's been in all of them. And at a certain point, you're just kind of like, all right, how many times is he going to go off and meet another woman and have a kid and then have humans <laughs> fuck shit up again? And then yeah. we're just re- like, we're repeating history here. His best thing, his best turn is in X2. 
I think everyone's was. Yeah. Well, no, but but in terms of his character, like it's where you understand him is that even though he's doing the right thing, he wants to because he wants to help Xavier. He's like, mm. no, I do, I do want to help you, man, and I want to help these mutant kids. Yeah. At the moment, our visions cross over. If while I'm there, I can also find a way to kill most of humanity. Yeah. I'm doing that as well because they're shitty. X2 is great because it. I mean, Brian Cox's villain, Striker. Yeah, he's brilliant. fantastic yeah, in that, he's film. So you, good you, in that you, film. You know what he wants. You know the fear that drives him. And it's like, all right, fine. Like like you said, I don't agree with you and what you're doing as a villain, but I damn, I can believe it, which is at complete odds with someone like Malika from mm. Thor Dark World, whose Who the literal f- thing is- Didn't even know his name. World domination. Yeah. Thor The Dark World is the, I reckon, the only MCU film that I have seen once. Yeah. I'll never watch it again. Mm. It's just so- Bland yeah, I think I've seen it 1.5 times because I yeah. had to stop. I had to do it. <laughs> I think I was even like probably on my computer or whatever. I'm like, nah, can't even have it on the background. <laughs> oh, it's the, the other thing I will say that villains that I like, yes, it's cool to have like a dark and thematic and have that kind of character. At the same time, though, and Magneto ticks this box as well, there needs to be an element of fun in inverted commas because we're in a comic book world it's a mm. hyper real world and these are super villains these are the most exaggerated thing so magneto's cool because he can like throw bullets back at people yeah mm. and you don't that's have fun. to lose the seriousness no dark knight the joker's having a fucking great time right and that's a yeah, bleak yeah. film yeah yeah so you don't have to compromise no. on it and like i think and i think the seriousness comes from the the empathy you have with what's turned them towards villainy there's part no, of you no that one's goes, born a villain no they? one's born a villain that's it part of you's gone well that could be me if i had those series of events happen to me can i say i wouldn't do that but then the fun comes from their solution to that they're like well you know what i'm going to strap on some vulture wings and i'm going to go fucking terrorize some people <laughs> well here's the, here's a point i want to make which you may get to later Sean sorry if i'm getting in ahead go but for it, mate. You, you just reminded me of the other great thing about villains and the thing that they have to be that's fantastic mm. is and to lead into this i'm going to use a quote from the second season of daredevil which is every villain needs to just be the hero on a bad day Yes, and yeah, there's that great, great line where the Punisher's got Daredevil on the rooftop and he just says, you're one bad day away from being me. Mm. It's The reason the Joker works is that he is everything that Batman isn't. The reason Magneto works is that him and Charles want the same things. They're just going about it in vastly different ways. Yep. We go back to Daredevil. Daredevil and the Kingpin both want to do exactly the same thing. They want to fix Hell's Kitchen. Yep. They both care about where they live. They care about the community. They just are going about it in vastly different ways. Mm. And I think... That's that's what you need from your villain because what that does is it means your hero is instantly more interesting. If your hero is your villain on a good day, mm. your your villain's more interesting because they're so close. It's that whole like opposite thing of you know the, the Sherlock. The, you know you go back. I'm not we're out of comic books here, but you go back to someone like Sherlock and Moriarty. Moriarty is literally Sherlock Holmes without a moral compass, and Sherlock yeah. doesn't have a great moral compass to start <laughs> with. Yeah, yeah. So it's. It's it's the same thing. It's the Batman, the Joker. I'm trying to think, and and that's and that's why someone like Malekith doesn't work, is that him and Thor aren't trying to do the same thing. Mm. No, Loki and Thor are both trying to do the same thing. They want approval from their dad and also to rule Asgard and live up to that's why it works their expectations. Yeah. That's why their relationship works. You, you don't see it any better than in the most recent Thor film, where it's like that we, we both kind of want the same thing. We grew up together. Yeah. We're actually kind of close. We're just completely different people. Mm. Like we're just. Not the same person. So sometimes that means we're going to clash. Yeah. There, there's your good villains. I think you're spot on because I think oftentimes you'll watch a film and you know we're targeting superhero films here and if the villain's not working, it's, it's usually because they, we get so focused on the hero's journey 
that we actually forget that it's the villain that drives the whole thing. Mm. You're only a hero because you're responding to the acts of a villain. Right. And we so often forget that. We're focused on, oh, what do we want Thor to do? What, what's this character going to do? It's like yep. the villain calls all the shots in the story and is in control up until the end when they ultimately lose and they're not. Mm. And we, we just we forget about it when we write or it. Or win in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Sure. That, I think, and I just think that that's probably the biggest problem that plagues a superhero film is it's like, no, 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 but the most important thing is the hero because it, his name's on the poster and it's his story mm. and it's the hero's journey. But it's like, no. You, you, get, you get the get villain the right, the hero will come easy. Yeah. Charles Xavier's good. He's better when Magneto exists. And he's better when Magneto exists because they're friends. They both want the same things. And it becomes an interesting plot point because you know, no matter what Magneto does, no matter how far he goes, because of the relationship he has with Charles Xavier, Charles will never kill him. And vice versa. Magneto might, might leave Charles for dead, but he'd never kill him. Yeah. Right. If, you're, if your hero is just responding to a disaster in the form of a person, then that person is interchangeable. With any other villain, they're That's interchangeable right. with just literally a fucking volcano, for fuck's sake. Like, there, there needs to be that emotional connection to the villain for the hero to give them far more purchase, like you just demonstrated. Do you think there's any any argument to be said that, like, this is a particular thing that plagues comic book films because mm. often those characters have to be larger than life? So do you think that a, the failure of a villain is more, I guess, noticeable in a big film like this than in a, a drama? Maybe, but also no, because they, they're using source material that are exi- already exists. Mm. So these villains already have backstory. Like Magneto has all of his backstory done. Mm. Yeah. You don't have to start from scratch. It's all there. It's just how you do it. If you do it in a lazy, shitty way or you retcon it in a in like a um, Spider-Man 3 kind of thing or you just... And again, this isn't going to sound like me being a, a dickhead, being like, oh, but it's like in the book. There's nothing wrong with adapting a villain and doing something different with them, a la Christopher Nolan's... Joker, or even yeah. Christopher Nolan's Rachel Ghoul. Yes. I think it's a bit of a cop out to be like, oh, they're going to be larger than life. No, the parts are already there. Mm. It's just, and in the examples that, that you've got, they care more about a, a cool spectacle blockbuster thing than a fleshed out villain. Like, mm. I'm even thinking, like, you look at something like Ant Man, and maybe I'm jumping ahead here. That villain, you can actually tell, even within the film, there are bits that don't make it into the film that actually build him back into a villain that you, you get. Yeah, because the pieces are there with Darren Cross. They just, yeah, they yeah. just. Again, didn't remember his name. Old, yeah. old mate. <laughs> Yellow um, jacket. Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll? Yeah, it's Corey Stoll. Yeah. 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 It's funny you mentioned categories before because I thought where you were going with that was you have within these superhero films, I think, subcategories, and I would put them as like CGI versus human. Yeah. So you've got Thanos versus Zemo, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. 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 Or even where's Malekith fit in that? Because he's makeup, isn't he? Well, and then you've got like other ones, I guess, who want world domination versus the small personal stakes. Yeah. And I think there is definitely a correlation between the ones who are human and also want the personal stakes that are the better villains right. for me. But having said that, Loki wants to destroy Earth in the Avengers, but yeah. not because he wants to destroy Earth, because he wants the satisfaction of proving that he's like worth something to Asgard. Or- That's exactly what it is. Crucially... And they don't always get this right, but it's the, what do they want and what do they need? Loki mm. wants to dominate the world. What he needs is approval of his father. Yeah. And yeah. Thor. Yep. We're most yeah. Off, it's far too often, what do they want to dominate the world? What do they need to dominate the world? That's exactly like, what Malekith, yeah. a character yeah. like, we keep ragging on this guy, but he's probably, he's, he's the worst for example. my money, the shittest villain that yeah. we've had in a he's, quite He's long the best time. example of this problem yeah. that is sort of plaguing comic book villains. Yeah. Where, yeah, all he wants is destroy the world. Like, li- literally, what's your plan after that? Like, wh- what's the follow-on? Yeah. There isn't and one. Crucially, why do we care? Yeah, great. Yeah, You've great. given us, like, it's, I mean, and you can be lazy about it. It could be anything. It could be, oh, Thor and his people, or Odin, 
killed your daughter back in the day, sure. killed someone you love. Something just as simple as that, and you go, oh, yeah, I can kind of feel for him a right. little bit. But there was just literally no effort. It was, mm. I want to dominate the world, and that's it. And, and they've already teased it, the thing that Odin's not a good dude. Mm. Yeah. Like in the first film, the third film, there's constant references to the fact that Odin's a bit of a shithead. Bit of a dick. Early on. Yeah. There is every and, and and that would kind of tie in nicely to Hella in that yeah we killed Malekith that was fucking rad yeah now he's a puss babe like what the fuck's <laughs> this this is bullshit and I think I I think they get they get stuck on oh we got to find the, the the biggest way to escalate the stakes right. for the final fight and then lately though I feel like they've they've, they've kind of of course corrected of course corrected a bit, corrected have, a bit. Yeah. superhero films got into that state where it was like every film has to end with buildings being smashed the world in peril but. The, the stories that I personally connect more with are ones like Zemo, where it's kind of like, no, no, no. Mm. Like, I, I know I can't beat you guys, but I am I can tear you I apart from the inside you. out. Yeah, yeah. Right. See, I, and the thing I like about him is- I don't necessarily want to win. I just want you to lose. That's yes. It. Yeah. And because of that, he's actually more likely to destroy our hero than the big bad villain who wants to destroy the world. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, they've just got to punch him the right way or use the right fucking weapon at some point. Where this other guy, if he he can break them from the inside out, yeah. he, there's no coming back from that. And he doesn't have to do a lot. No. He yeah, just has yeah. to wake up Bucky and that's it. Yeah. You know what I love too about Zemo? He, he is a great example of when they've absolutely got it right, mm. I think. Is that this is a particular Marvel issue. There's often a joke that follows a serious action from a villain. And there is none of that present with Zemo. No. Because mm. at, the, at the very end of his spiel where he kind of explains what he's doing... He gets exactly what he wants. Tony Stark and Iron Man start beating the shit out of one another. Yeah, yeah. And then you literally have Stark smashing, uh, Roger smashing Stark's heart. Yeah. Not that it's there anymore. It's yeah, the, but that's mm. the. But it's the, the visually that's the symbol. What it is. Mm. Yeah. And then you couple that with the fact that Zemo then has this really pitiful, depressed kind of thing with Black Panther at the end. Yeah. Where he's like, kill me. And Pan's like, oh, that's what you want. Oh, fuck. Mm. No, I can't kill you then. I would have loved if Zemo died. He's probably the only one that I'm curious to see what they do with him moving yeah, forward. Right. But his for his arc, it would have just been nice. He it would have everything been, he would have been perfect. Yeah, I the agree. hero won. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the villain won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's even a bit like in Seven, yeah. you know, where he's yeah. open the box, kill me, great. There's yeah. my Seven, yeah. prove my point. As well as, and this is another problem with Marvel villains or superhero villains, if they go on to fight another day. There's just more chance for them to fuck up the villain story. He had a great story. He had a great reason for what he was doing. And then he got it. Like, what's going to make him do it again? You're going to retroactively Some... make that worse. Right. But there are something you can keep around. Like, I think Vulture's ending where he goes to jail is oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Keep him exactly the way he is. I don't know why is. they kept Zemo. Unless, unless you're never, never going to see him again. No, but I think you will. Like, they imply I that Martin Freeman will, yeah. sees him at the end and he's like, oh, we stopped you. And he's like, did you? And it's like, well, clearly they're well, going to Well, no, see, you. I took that as not like, I'm going to come back. I took that as, we stopped you. And he's like, did you? Because Iron Man and Tony Stark aren't talking. And uh, uh, fucking little thing called Iron Civil Man. War, friends. Yeah, Civil War happened. <laughs> Captain America's now a fugitive. It's yeah. The fact that it's a comic book universe and they've kept a villain alive, hmm. we'll see that guy again. I guess so. Yeah. I wish we, we won't. Yeah, because Loki's one of, for me, diminishing returns, I think. And he got a little bit of a mm. kick because of Taika Waititi, I think, did a great job with Thor yeah, yeah, and kind yeah. of revitalized that a little bit. But- Loki's another one where I'm like, all right, every Thor film, he's going to like betray them. And oh, that's mm. his thing. I'm like, I, I don't really need this anymore. No, and but I don't think you're going to get it any, ever again. I kind of hope I don't because if there's or, one or issue if you with are, the Avengers. He's already done it. I'll tell you. Because you see him walk past the Tessera. Uh, my thing is he fucking took it. He's yeah. got it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be for a big sure. factor. And yeah. like that, that is one thing I like about Loki, uh, that it's in his nature. Like 
it, he actually that, can't help himself. He can't help himself, which is really <clears throat> good because you even see that he can be good and maybe sometimes even wants to be good, but then yeah, he kind of generally can't help himself. He's the that whole thing where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to help I'm gonna help Thor. Even then he's like, no, I'm still going to betray him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just going to because I can. Yeah. And that's a nice thing is that you have that. So what, what what would be nice is if they eventually have him where he finally does actually do the right thing and fucks it up. And everyone's like, you did the yeah, wrong thing. He's like, no, I actually you. didn't. Or he does. Mm. My thing is that he's got the Tesseract and old mate's going to take it off him. Right. And there's no way he's going to be willing to give that to Thanos because he doesn't want to be ruled. No. He wants to rule. Yeah. Kind of two emperors. The way I'd like to get more Loki (laughs) is for him to actually have his own movie. Okay. And this leads into the comic book villain thing because, as we all know, every villain should actually see themselves as the hero. And with with people like Loki or Zemo, you're like, oh, totally, I can see why they think of themselves as the hero. Where for so many of them, you're like, how can you justify your actions? Yeah. As a a human being or... As a whatever. (laughs) Whatever version of human being you are, how can you think the actions you're taking are in any way heroic or the right thing to do or there's no justification for the actions. So I can't get behind them and I can't believe them as a character. Who are the characters then outside of those ones you mentioned that Mm. stand out as having got that right? Uh, Besides what, Zemo, Vulture and Loki? Yep. Across, because I'm, I'm also thinking DC too. Yeah, as I'd well. go DC, and I I forget about things like Nolan stuff. So I mean, you also got to factor mm. in, I think Batman. M- most most of Nolan stuff works, with the exception of Talia and the second half of Bane. Yeah, Bane. The first even half the of whole Bane, second half, he just no. sort of trails off. It's just it's just the yeah. third act, of disappointingly, Bane. right yeah. at the end. Because that's another, I think, subcategory. We've got villains in these films who are their own boss, and then you've got ones like Bane who you realize are not. Yeah, you're you're glorified henchman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, like uh, most recently, mm-hmm. we've just watched Black Panther. Or Damo and I have. So Killmonger, definitely. Yeah, he ticks oh, a yeah. lot of those boxes. For sure. Because he yeah. actually goes, sorry to cut you off, man. He no, goes no. to the extent where he overshadows T'Challa. Yeah. So did you walk into that film being like, I wanted Eric to win? Fuck yeah, I did. 100%. <laughs> T'Challa is kind of, I don't want to call him bland, but there just wasn't quite enough of that development for that character for me mm. to be like, yeah, I'm with you, man. You want to be with a hero. Yeah. When they win, you want to be like, fuck yeah, you did it. But with this, I was kind of like, nah, I totally understand where Killmonger was coming well, from. Maybe maybe that's mm. it though. Maybe all they did was they've just bolstered the villain up so that now you walk out going, oh, I get why the hero did what he does. I'm also with the hero. I'm also with the villain. I'm conflicted. When you put it like that, mm. well done to him because it yeah, works. Yeah. But yeah, I, there is a part of me that just- More of that, please. I just find it slightly problematic that I'm siding with a villain- but is he a bad guy? Because I side with Magneto all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, like he is. He's, he's, he, some of his actions are bad, but he, you can totally see in, where it's His going. intention, his sort of principle behind what he's doing. He wants is, to be king, yeah? No, he, he kind of wants Wakanda to go out and help other countries, to use the power and technology they've got to prove Rather being an insular society. He's Which like, you could prevent so much shit right, and you're not doing it. But the it. way he wants them to do that is to go to war against other countries, to supply guns to other countries. So his principle is arguably heroic and we can get behind that. And I think that's awesome. That's what makes him so great. But his way of doing it, again, this is, this is where the, it's, it's the, the mirror. It's the how to go, not exactly. the intention. And what I actually, what I like most about the sort of the way it ends is that he is the catalyst for T'Challa to make a change in himself. Yeah. But T'Challa's actually going to do it the right way because the, the ultimately throwing more guns out into the world is not the right way to do yeah. it. So you, you kind of get that satisfaction of the principle, but yeah, the right way to do it. It's him on a good day. He's just so full of anger as a character. 
that you, even then you can still understand why he's making these kind of dubious decisions in the mm. way that he wants to achieve because it's the goal. only thing he knows. But it's it's yeah, Magneto. Yeah. It's the only yeah. thing he knows. But it's actually yeah. quite sad and 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 beautiful too because T'Challa knows it was him, not specifically him, but his father and his people that have pushed this this person. Like oh, they've done this to mm, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those made, sort of stories. They made they, they've made him. Yeah, yeah, much and, like Zemo. Zemo yeah. was made yeah. from the superheroes. And, and Vulture. And the way they and reveal, Vulture, yeah, they get to a certain point in Black Panther where you get like some flashbacks and you get your reasons because Killmonger's not really much of a presence in the first hour of that mm, film. Mm. That's probably one of the only things I could be like, oh, I wish he was in a little bit more because he's cool. You see him for like one or two scenes. Yes, yeah, but I don't mind that because there is a bit of a bait and switch yeah. uh, with Claw. other guy. Claw, thank you. Yeah. See, I, yeah, and like Claw coming in, See, Claw's a good villain to talk about as well because I, I came in thinking, oh, he is the major villain. Like, I, well, I, I would have thought that saying that. I read too much about it to think to that. Know, yeah. <laughs> but watching it, I, I didn't know what was going to happen with him because I'm like, well, he's not going to be, but they're sort of setting him up to be the main one. And he's an interesting one because he doesn't have a lot of, like me saying, I want to be able to get behind what they're doing and see them as the hero. Well, he's kind of just crazy. Yeah, but that's which fine. Is, that's fine. That's what I was gonna say. This is another category, mm. which is, I, I guess, believable crazy. They're not. They're not putting on airs of I'm doing this for the right reasons. They're like, Nah, man, I'm fucking crazy. Like, I don't yeah. give a shit. Like, they're they're so far broken that you're like, I can get it yeah. because if I was that broken, I was that messed up. They don't actually have a plan. They don't have. They a just plan. Didn't break stuff. Yeah, he does have like, but Claw. He's actually an interesting character. I didn't find him nearly as irritating as some people in reviews mm. have, and that sort of thing. There's that moment, you know, when they're in the, the art gallery or whatever it is, and he says to the, they kill all the guards except one, and he says to him, pulls him in, and he goes, you can you can run for it. And the yeah, guy's sh- like, don't don't goes, tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. You go, can go. Just run. Starts running, and then he shoots him. And then it's kind of like, oh, he's the big bad. But there's a bit of method to his madness, because then Killmonger's like, what are you doing, man? And he kind of goes, you don't want to kill them all close. Make them scattered, and then the authorities think that we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, it's we a bit like, of a chaotic thing. In we here. look like oh, amateurs. Time, it's so it's, yeah. it's the Joker thing. Yeah, it's the it looks like chaos, but it's actually organised. Mm. They're fun characters. They're fun characters. I liked him quite a bit. I did too. That's what I was getting at. Like because I think they all almost go in the face of what we've been saying, where you're like, yeah. oh, but they've got to have purchase. We've got to have believability and empathy. Where you don't really have that for them, but there's still some weird understanding where you're like a sort of a, a terrible self awareness that. Hey, I might actually just fucking snap one day, and I can't say that I wouldn't. You know be what that, that is, character. though. Demo. That's uh, a writer who knows the rules, and then they've gone, "Oh, we'll just tweak it for this yeah, one guy," there, and yeah. it, it worked for him. It, I really like. Agreed, that and it works for other characters. Like even the Joker, he he does have a reason, but his reason is chaos. Mm. But yeah, he obviously he's one of the greatest comic book villains of all. He time. also doesn't care. But the other thing, that, yes, he has a plan. He actually doesn't care if he gets hurt though, mm. and so that's his. Let's have the rules and break it. He doesn't actually care if he wins or loses, just as long as something gets blown up on the way. Right. Because yeah. even even in the even in the fights he puts himself in, he's never gonna win a lot of those <laughs> fights. Yeah, yeah. He robs a bank going, Oh, this would probably work. Mm. He has but he, he 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 walks in with grenades in that meeting that he's fully prepared to just blow himself up yeah. for for fun. He's the most fascinating comic book movie villain yeah, I think yeah. we've had. I think and- he gets a bit of each category almost. He does. Because yeah. he, he does have a goal ultimately, which is yeah. to show Batman, to show the rest of the world, you are one bad day away from being me. You're, yeah. You're, everyone's like me. Yeah, everyone's yeah. like me. But then he's also that crazy chaos. I'm doing it for the, for the chuckles sort of guy as well. The thing I love the most about Heath Ledger's Joker is just, you get a couple of moments throughout the film that are spread out where he explains his backstory, but it's always different. Mm. And so there's, I don't know, just for me, I, I, I don't know why, but, 
you're almost rooting for the Joker in that oh, film yeah, yeah. in a weird way. It's another example. It's like Black Panther where you've got your antagonist who is a bit more colourful and a bit more interesting. It's a tricky balance because Bruce Wayne's never going to be more interesting if they nail a villain. If they get a villain right, he would never be more interesting than Joker or Riddler or, you know, characters like that. Two-Face, he just shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's the straight But even, even Nolan's Two-Face is brilliant. You get why Harvey yeah, Dent's doing everything yeah, he's doing. Yeah. He's a man who tried so hard yeah. to do good, but Gotham is so bad. Yeah. Fuck it. It's so bad that it doesn't matter what I do, something bad's going to happen. So yeah. I might as well make it 50 50. Might as well yeah. leave it to chance. It's just yeah. chance. Even Raish Al Ghul, Liam Neeson's one, that's a character I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm kind he of behind what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> he could have died at the start. Yeah. But yeah, but I agree. I get what he's doing. He's like, well, look at Gotham. It is a shithole. Like, yeah. it is a bed of infamy. Like, let's just burn it down. Yeah. Let's just get rid of it then. We've done it before. It worked great. Like, let's do it again. That great line of his where he's like, you know, and for Gotham, we introduced economics. Yeah. Like, they're just trying to destroy it with capitalism. It's like, fuck. It's amazing. It's brilliant. It's it's something that back then particularly was more clever than what belonged in a in a superhero. Right. I think Batman Begins is quite underrated. It is. I think it's 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 definitely an above average comic book film. For sure. And you even get the crazy part in Begins with the Scarecrow Mm. in that he's actually got a plan. But it's not very good, yeah. and he's a little bit too wrapped up in his own shit, yeah. so that every time you see him and he's a little bit more fucked up, it makes sense. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Yeah, Batman has great villains. Batman has great villains. There's um, there's this amazing talk, and I'm blanking what it is. I'll throw it up on Twitter or something like that. This guy talks about Batman Begins, and he goes through the three villains and Batman, and he talks about each of their each of the ways they use fear. So for Scarecrow, he uses it to basically kind of like make criminals afraid. Yeah. Because he's psychotic. Batman does the same thing, but he does it for good reasons. Yeah. He's doing it to protect. Ra's al Ghul uses fear on innocence. And who who am I leaving? Is it Falcone? Falcone. Falcone. He does it just for personal gain. And again, he does it to innocence. Yeah. And basically, there's you can break it down into sort of four acts where each of the other ones kind of get 
disproven that their method is shit. Yeah. So the only one left is Batman. So his his sort of method shit, must be clever. the right way. And it's it's a great video. Like I said, I'll throw it up on Twitter, and it 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 really breaks down. And like also, I love that you've got three very different villains, and they all very different purposes, but they all work. Mm. And like that, that's a masterclass. Yeah, good yeah. because villainy. like. I think of all the heroes, Batman and Spider-Man have like the best sort of rogues gallery of, of um, villains to pull from. I was, I agree, mm. but I think in terms of having another villain that works so well to their hero that they fucked up badly in films, um, is someone like Lex Luthor to Superman. Yeah. He makes so much sense because he's the guy who was doing all the things and he's he's the King Dick and then a fucking bulletproof alien shows up mm. and is like the beloved. The boss. He's beloved. beloved. And he's like, yeah. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Really? Yeah. One, that depending on the iteration you get, it's often that guy is super dangerous. We need to control him. Or two, what are all the things that my company has done for you guys? Mm. And he, he often comes from a place of, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just, I want the same thing Superman does. I'm just doing it in a different way because yeah. I don't have superpowers. Fuck that guy. And then it, be- then it becomes jealousy and or envy or obs- yeah, and it yeah. becomes obsession. So he's a fascinating character to explore yeah. and they, they Small, fuck him up. Smallville Lex Luthor, pretty good. Good. Pretty good. Because he was proper twisted. Yeah. And you but, could but see But he it. starts off as a, as a human. He starts off as Clark's friend and, yep. you're like, and he genuinely is. He's his good friend. And then he gets more and more obsessed with Superman and goes off the rails. The, the beat in that show when he learns that Clark Kent is Superman is beautiful. He's so angry. It's yeah. just like... How many seasons did you wait? I think I got four. Mm. I, I watched it all. It's trash, but that's, I like it. Mm. Is it I'm never going to watch it Which comic is probably. it? Is it uh, for All Seasons? Superman or? For All Seasons. That's the Le- For me, like it's a Superman comic, but oh, for me yeah. it's a Lex Luthor story because you get to the end of yes. that and you go, this is a man who, like you said, did everything for the people. And and you just see so clearly why he got twisted because mm. this alien just is beloved by everyone and he's like, well, what about me? He just wants to be loved. That's mm. that's Lex Luthor's thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He well, he he wants to be loved. He wants approval. Mm. Yeah. And I think making him fucking he wants to be successful. He crazy needs approval yeah, doesn't that's work. His thing. Yes. The the decision to have Eisenberg play him as kind of like a Zuckerberg sort of person just doesn't work for all the reasons we just talked about. You need someone a little bit older, mm. someone a little bit more worldly, someone who has worked for an extended period of time and worked quite hard. I don't get the idea that Zuckerberg's character is that he feels like the kind of character who's just a bit of a genius and has got this empire now, he's got this money. Whereas mm. you want someone well, who's see, come from nothing, done it all and not been praised by anyone for it. Right. You could still you could still have Eisenberg have that and just have that he's a genius. But he's like doing, trying to do all these really cool things. But yeah. the only thing they know him for is his electronic car. Like, so imagine he's like Elon Musk, yeah, right. And no one talks about the great, you know, energy saver things he's doing or the the, the environmental work. They're just talking about that cool watch he invented. Yeah, and he's like, I'm more than the watch. Yeah, like I'm doing what, all this shit. Before. And so you can see how a guy who is because he's because already he's fundamentally flawed because he is worrying about what everyone else is thinking. Yeah, you can then tap into that nicely, and I, and I think he works very well. But I I I, I agree that in terms of Variety, Spider-Man and Batman have the best. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Mm. Superman's always problematic for his villains, and this is why I think sometimes his villains are just bland. He's too hard to beat, and it's yeah. like, what can we do? We have to literally come up with characters like Doomsday who just are nothing. Mm. They're well, just big monsters. Because, because if they're a reflection of the superhero, Superman is basically nothing. Like he's, he's too much of a good Boy Scout that... What like what's the reflection of that? There yeah. isn't one. That's why Lex Luthor has to be the reflection of Clark Kent. 
Mm. Yes. The best way to do a villain in a film for Superman, I think, is to go the Lex Luthor route. Because no, there's just or no point him, trying or to match- Or make max, it Batman. There's no point trying to match him on a physical level, yeah. unless you do the yeah. Batman stuff, I guess. Have someone come in and just turn the people against him. That's mm. the way to do it, I think. Yeah. Which because is what they almost do in BBS, to pull it off. Yeah, but they, they just, just don't nail the landing. Oh, Even in Man of Steel, they set it up nicely and they just don't stick it. Mm. Um, this is a bit of a different one, but how do you approach Suicide Squad? Because in that, you've oh, got boy. an entire film of villains. Yeah, but they're not... They're a team of villains, but in terms of they're story... They're villains? Well, no, no. In terms of story, they're not the villains of the story. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so they are the heroes of their story. So in, in Saw Ragnarok, Loki's not a villain. Yeah, okay, yep. But he is, he is a villain, but he's not a villain in the terms of that story. Yeah. Even in Thor The Dark World, he's not a villain. Yeah. He's just a villain who happens to be in that story. In in Suicide Squad, the real villain is um, Amanda Waller. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. They don't or they Jared don't Leto the if you do it that properly. And even Jared Leto, they don't. I mean, we end up getting Enchantress, who is just right. like, shouldn't be her. It should yeah. be Amanda Waller. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Because she, she's not a good person. No. Yeah. She risks their lines to save herself. Yeah. And hundreds die. Hmm. Because she's not good. She's a piece of shit. She's a piece of shit. She mm. should be the villain. And that's and that's that's where it works. So Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes isn't even probably the villain of Winter Soldier. It's 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 um Alexander it's Pierce. Alexander Pierce. Yeah. yeah. He's a he's a bad guy, yeah. but he's actually an anti hero. Yeah. And he's used later on. He's a he's a villain again. He appears as as a character again as a villain in Civil War, but he's he's a good guy. No, sorry, Pierce isn't in Civil War though. No, no I, I'm talking about Bucky Barnes. Oh, sorry, Bucky. Bucky, sorry. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, another example, sorry, yeah. of like a villain not being a villain necessarily in terms of a story. Yeah. Thing. I, I guess it's, just, it's like who's, the, who's a villain and who's the antagonist to the story maybe. Sure. Yeah. But I think, I think Suicide Squad shouldn't be a problem for having too many villains because yeah. they're the heroes in, yeah. this, in this version of the story. So in terms of uh, attacking that as a writer, it's, it's the same as doing any superhero movie. It's Correct. Just, yeah. just making the good guys. That's a good point. Just making the good guys. Yeah. yeah. So if you look at Civil War... Tony is Tony the antagonist? Yes. Mm. So that's just it's fantastic that Marvel have the ability to actually do that within their own yeah. franchise to take their probably their most popular hero and kind of make him the bad guy but still do it in a way where it's very much like uh when we watch the prestige. Yeah. You go back and forth on who which who you character, care about. what side you're on, who mm. you care about. And at the end you kind of land and go, oh, "I don't know." Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what they're doing with this. Like they're bringing a complexity to it that in the past wouldn't have belonged in a comic book film. And yeah. that's kind of, that's brilliant, really. Yeah, because there is, like, especially with the problem in Civil War, there is no right answer. Yeah. Like, how can you possibly give a right answer? They're saving people. That's good. People are getting hurt because they're saving people. That's not good. But do you want them to not save people? Like, yeah. there is no right answer. So it's great that you've got this friction, but you're right. They would never have started the MCU with with a movie like that. But they've done the work, and now they've earned it, and they've delivered. And Whereas DC were like, "Oh no, we'll do that as our second fucking movie." Yeah, let's throw that right out there. DC see that work and go, "We can just do that," and they rush all the like. It's like building a house; they haven't done the foundations yeah. for what they need, and so yeah. it all kind of crumbles there's no, down. There's no nuance to it. Yeah. yeah, you need to you need to set it up so that you would accept Batman's the villain. Yeah, because it's yeah. a super, it's a film it's a Superman film. His yeah. name is I oh know Batman's name's first. But it is a Superman film. Yeah. yeah, but even It should like, be a Superman film and Batman like should be the bad great guy. Great things in the comics where Batman, even when he's like on everybody's team and it's mm. great, he's got files on everybody. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like he's it. got, he knows how to defeat everybody because he's a, just prepared and he has to be because he's a man. Yeah, he's got he's some not, kryptonite in the cupboard. No, always. There's, yeah. there's a great uh, comic arc, this is going completely off track, where yeah. someone breaks into his facility and actually steals his contingency plans and uses them against the Justice League. Yeah. And he helps them get away in the end. And, super, and then at the end, they're like, we're kicking you out of the Justice League, man. 
Because what's your contingency? He's like, I don't have one. And like, it's bull. Like, oh, I get it. So he, he's like, I don't want the Justice League. I'm leaving. And he walks away. And Clark Kent follows him out. He's like, I don't believe you. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, you would have a contingency plan. Like, you are not good enough or smart enough to not think that you yourself will one day be compromised. Yep. What is it? And Batman gets in the lift and just as the doors are closing, just says, it's the Justice League of America and the door's oh. shut. And you're like, oh, yeah, Batman. Yes. Bring that he, into a movie. He can isolate them all on their own. But if they're together, oh, they're going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, That's great. great. That's fantastic. So good. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to rattle off a few names okay, cool. of villains. Okay. Speed round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whiplash, Iron Man 2. Get rid of him. Uh, yeah, not needed. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's, but he's not. No, he's not. We've got Hammer. Sam Rockwell. Mickey yeah. Rourke is so frustrated because he said that they brought him on board and he thought the character was like much bigger than it was and a lot of it got left on the cutting room floor and stuff right. like that. So I, I kind of wonder what it was and if it's just Mickey Rourke being like, nah, I, you know, yeah. I'm a big deal. I don't nah. know. But do you think... Uh, but it, I do it, think you need... You do need a whiplash in oh, that yeah. film because Justin Hammer's... He's an intellectual threat, not a physical threat. Right, yeah. Hey, make him better then. Make him claw. Make, oh, just like... Make whiplash claw. Make whiplash claw. So make, make whiplash come after Stark. Is that how it happens in the film? Whiplash goes after Stark on his own and then teams up with Hammer? Yeah, he yeah because he, yeah, he has that race. vendetta against Stark or Stark's dad or whatever. Yeah, he stole goes to the F one race, yeah. smashes up the car, and then Justin Hammer breaks him out. He's like, oh, "I like you, I can use you." And then he, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think I think you need a physical threat. You know, make the physical threat fucking War Machine that early. Yeah, test the friendship. But the government weren't against him at that point. It was more privatized. It was Justin Hammer being like, "I want to take your business down." So yes, War Machine but- doesn't factor in yet. I don't think. Well, then alter Justin Hammer so that he's a he's a senator as well as a private. Citizen. No, because he's got the government side. And yeah, mm. he's got both. That's interesting because they haven't really used War Machine against Tony. Have they? And, and he, he, he's originally, I'm pretty sure, an adversary before they team up. Yeah. Are yeah. They, were they always friends though? Yeah, I think so. They've always known one another. Okay. Anyway. Abomination. Do you guys remember him? Okay, uh, oh, from Hulk. Yeah. Well, he's not oh. the villain. You think in General Ross. General right. Ross is the villain. Yeah. And then what do you real- think of the reuse of him? Ross? They brought him back in Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Which is like, it, it's their way of saying, no, no, The Incredible Hulk is definitely yeah, part of right. the MCU. Yeah, 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 and, right. and it's their way of doing that because they also do it in um, Civil, uh, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's a throwaway line. Oh, yeah. Where um, Col- Coulson says yeah. to a guy, like, if you keep that up, you'll be on cleaning duty in Alaska with, um, what's his name, Blomsky? Oh, okay. And the guy's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, yeah, I thought so. And he walks away. So obviously okay. they've got him in a cell somewhere. Yeah, I hope he doesn't right. come back. But yeah. I don't have a problem with Abomination because he's just got to be a better version of the Hulk. Yeah. The real villain of that film is Ross. So if you make... And I, I actually have a problem with that film. It's yeah. fine. It's See, I, 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 throwaway fun. I yeah. just Yeah, it is throwaway fun. But I still think if you made a tweak to Abomination, I don't have it at hand. But I think it is about making it so it's a believable thing. Like I know if you, if you go into Seven, Seven Deadly Sins, it's greed. I guess he was greedy for power. Because he just wants that power. Well, I think he? I think if you make it here, you go. Yeah, Blomsky wants Ross's approval. All right. He wants Ross to see him as the good, great, le- and will do anything Ross says, mm. including become abomination. And when it gets out of hand, he's like to Ross, "Help me!" And Ross is like, uh, "Actually, I fucked up. You're on your own." Mm. And then it's wrath, and he's like, "Well, fuck you then. I'm I'm stronger than the Hulk." And then right. it's two it's just, yeah, you got two, two people Hulks on your hand. who both want at one point or another wanted Ross's approval. Yeah, couldn't get it. Good. Now we're cooking. That's good. Cooking. You're That's welcome. Good. Ronan. Oh, uh, Ronan's interesting because- Kill him. No, what? Because in the film, like what's the motivation? They, they do Starfleet give him Starfleet destroyed his like people. So that should, in theory, be enough. That should be enough. Mm. But why isn't it? I don't know why he doesn't work. I think uh, it's- Because he, he's like, 
fuck you, Thanos, now I have the ball. Is it because they keep undermining him a little bit? I don't yeah, know. I think so. And I think it's because he's so over it's the cause top. because we can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit that. But no, I, I think it is because they keep undermining him. And they don't they don't use that enough. They don't like that should be put back on the Starfleet or whatever they're actually called. The Nova Corps. Yeah. That Glenn Close killed his family. Right. Can let's yeah. let's get some of that. Let's get some of that interaction where she has to justify it to him. She has to justify it to us as an audience, you know. That's more interesting, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And justify it to Star Lord. Yeah. He's like, yeah, hang on, yeah. you're shitty. Yeah. 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 You're shitty. I'm shitty, but you're really <laughs> shitty. <laughs> you're worse. Maybe so I the whole, should give him the ball. <laughs> the whole thing is the Guardians are like Shitty people, right? And like, nah, Ronan's Ronan's a shitty dude, but it's your fault he's a shitty dude. Yeah. And then you could even you could even lean into the fact that Gamora could be like, yeah, I was exactly the same as him, and then I met Thanos, and then once you met Thanos and you're angry, that's it. Mm. Like yeah. if you if you're angry at something enough, Thanos will just be like, great, you'll do what I want. Yeah. You Thanos want wants an overcore gone. Yeah. Yellow jacket, Darren Cross. It's there. Yeah. It's there. Mm. The glimpses are there. He wants Hank Pym's approval and he wants to be able to do the Pym particle to get a claim. I think he's almost there when you he's, watch it. He's yeah. so close. We're like, what, 10% away from it being I think, right. Yeah. I reckon he's actually there. They just didn't put it in the film. There's probably two, maybe three scenes missing. Just I reckon even two and a half. Just yeah. amp up more of him being excited about the Pym particle and talking about him and Hank and Hank doesn't really give him a time of day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can even then have the scene where he goes to dinner with, what's it, Janet? The wasp? Yeah, What's Janet. her name? Yeah. Janet? Yeah. And he gets he gets angry at her because he's talking about how great her dad is. And mm. she's like, No, dad's a dick. You're only you're only actually want to be married to with me so that you can be my dad's son. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a nice mm. thing. And then and then you then tie in the fact that the, the shrinkage shit makes his brain go crazy a bit. Yeah, because yeah. they, they literally say that in a throwaway line and then yeah, you're like, Oh, yeah. what? <laughs> All right. right, fucking hell. Yeah. And yeah. like I think that you could have used that better where we still think he's sane, but then there's little glimpses of it, and we almost don't want to believe that he's crazy because, like, no, 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 it's just because he wants to be Hank Pym's son. Yeah, and then he pushes over that line, like, oh fuck! No. The first time he squishes a guy and wipes right. him away, he, he, he goes, genuinely has lost his mind. Yeah, now. something's not right with him. Yeah. yeah, that needs to be at a point that actually that that murder happens too early. It needs to be at the halfway point. Mm. You need to like him before that. Yeah, and you need goes, to like him. Before oh, that. Yeah. whoa! Because you need to like him, and then be like, so why does Hank not like that guy? Mm. But like Scott, Scott's a bit shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. a bit shit. Um. I, would, I think the Janet reveal is a little early. It's very early in the film that they reveal that she's working with Hank. Yeah. I would keep that. Keep that. Halfway. Keep that hidden yeah. and that helps. That helps. Um, that helps you like Darren Cross that a bit helps more. helps you like Darren. Yes. Yeah. Dazza. That's all we need to do with her. Uh, Killian. Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3. Guy Pierce. Um, oh. Get rid of him. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, get rid of him. You probably don't even need the Mandarin. Mm. The villain needs to be Rebecca. Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Trying. Again. Not Rebecca Ferguson. Um, Rebecca Hall. Rebecca yes. Hall. I've Rebecca got the greatest Hall. showman yeah, yeah, on the yeah. mind. Yeah. Uh, here you go. It's the same thing. Um, it's the similar thing to Guy Pierce. She idolized Tony Stark. She thinks she's trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And Tony Stark's at a point where he's like almost at the Civil War Avengers 2 stage where he wants to back off. He's like, actually, I think after everything that's happened, I think I'm partially to blame. We need to back off a bit. And she can be like, no, 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 look, I've done what you've done. And she invents Extremis. And then it's like, look, I did it. He's like, ah. Uh. And then if you have the Mandarin be a real person, he steals Extremis. Yeah. Or okay, yeah, he works yeah. for Hydra and she sells it to him if you want to keep it part of the MCU. Yeah. Mm. She's like, I'm just doing what you did years ago. You know. Because her, wasn't there a thing like her character was supposed to be- She was supposed to be the villain. The villain. And wasn't it, it was a toy sales thing, wasn't it? That kind of yes. pushed oh, the decision. God, it was like, the, they weren't going to sell figurines of her, so right. it had to be Guy Pierce. That's literally no, but they didn't, even, they didn't even sell figurines of Guy Pierce. They only sold figurines of the Mandarin. <laughs> like him- Later in the film, as Mandarin, or you mean as uh, as the Trevor Mandarin? <laughs> no, no, Mandarin from from like when he's being the Mandarin. Yeah, I love the Trevor reveal, but mm. Ben Kingsley's Mandarin's not bad. No, 
Yeah, that was the issue. Is yeah, I I liked it. I liked his character. Yeah. And then the reveal's very funny, but then yeah. what follows after where it's like, oh, Guy Pierce is the guy, and it's like, no, this is really underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that oh, Guy Pierce can melt people? Yeah, cool. Uh, Ultron. Doesn't take. He doesn't actually take a lot. Maybe lose some of his jokes. The actual issue for mm. Ultron is he's actually a fine villain. It's the film itself that has a massive issue. Yeah. Ultron's goal makes sense. Some of the ideas that and the themes they're oh, presenting yeah, yeah. are, are he, good. He's like, actually okay. It's it's everything else around him. I think. That's yeah. No, I agree. Because yeah, like you said before, James Spader's speech, which I think they even gave us in the fucking trailer. Because of course they the did. The strings thing. Yeah, it is. Beautiful. Mm. It is amazing. Like it's James Spader at his best, and all just puppets on. He's, yeah. got that, he's got that fucking awesome voice too. Yeah, he does and it's <laughs> gorgeous. But then I didn't see enough of that in the actual movie. No, you get the sense that that bit at the start is like that's what Joss Whedon wanted to do with the character, right? And then a bit of studio interference happened in that film, and sure. I just wonder. Although no, it's very Joss Whedon to make him jokey, so yeah. I think he's to blame oh, for that. He can have the quips because he's Tony Stark's son. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the angle you take that's the is angle that, he's, that it works. He's Tony's son. Like, it should work. Yeah. yeah you hear it like that and you're like, yeah, yeah, of course he'd be quippy. And, and then what you do is that towards the end of the film, you have him flip because he's like, I'm doing what I what you asked me to do. And yeah. Tony's like, this isn't what I asked you to do. He's like, yeah, you told me to do this and you told me to do this. And Tony's like, no, I didn't. I have to destroy you. And he's like, huh. And you're just like everybody else. I'm going to cut your strings off or something like that, you know. Um, Obadiah Stane is one that. I don't mind. I don't mind either. Until the end fights him, yeah. which is yeah, just shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you do see his point of view. Yep. You totally get where he's coming from. And good reveal, I think, of him as a villain. Yeah, I think so yeah, too. It's done. really just that last fight. And you probably just fix that with a little scene. bit of he doesn't necessarily, he, he's, he's not trying to hurt Tony, but Tony starts hurting him or mm. something else happens and maybe Tony thinks he's trying to get back into weapons so buys him out of the company, like kind of betrays him a bit. And he's like, I... I raised you. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. D- fuck you then. I'm right. kill you. Again, you're making you're making it so the heroes created him. Yeah. He's pushing him over the edge. Which Tony Stark on his worst day. Yeah, of course he would. Absolutely. Do that. Yeah. He invented Ultron and right. he tried to kill Captain America. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. kind of just laughed off creating Ultron. It was yeah. like, oh, this is pretty bad, isn't it, guys? Yikes. Yeah. That's yeah. literally what happens in the movie. Yeah, He's like, yeah. oh, this is bad. See, I would we like, just go back to Ultron for a second. I would like to see him be bad Tony Stark. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like when Tony Stark doesn't give a shit and is because Tony Stark's almost like a bit manic depressive. He's yep. almost like yeah, he can be hyper and totally on top of things, and then he can go pretty dark. Yeah, and so if we had Ultron just sort of encompassing that dark side of him and just being powerful, because Tony Stark is powerful. Yeah, and then yeah, being Tony being Stark everything that Tony Stark couldn't be, yeah. and that's the whole thing. He's like, I'm 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 the shield that'll protect humanity. Yeah, mm. mm. Enchantress. Get rid of uh, Amanda oh, no. Waller. Yep. Yeah. Kill her. Oh, no, keep her as a Suicide Squad member. Just don't make her the villain. Lex. Right. We've kind of talked about Lex yeah. already on what he needs. Zod. Zod's fine. Well, Zod's, yeah, Zod's fine. Zod is nearly there. I'd say he's probably about 90%. I, off the top of my head, I don't know what you would do to just make him just that little bit better. I think it's, it's partly playing off Henry Cavill, who's just not quite bringing it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't match what no. Michael Shannon's doing, I yeah, suppose. Good luck, though. Michael Shannon's well, got yeah, intensity plus. True. Um, Dr. Poison. I think you fixed her. I think I fixed her in the Wonder Woman <laughs> one, honestly. Yeah. Whatever you did to her, do that. <laughs> Can we do anything with Doomsday? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. he's. I think Doomsday's problem is in his inherent... Is he just straight up... He's a monster, so he's there's just a monster nothing made of you kryptonite. can really do with him. No, he's just a monster made of kryptonite. It, to that, like if I was then 
developing those films with DC, I would just say, we can't use him then because mm. you want something more from your Well, no, you use him, but you use him better with Luther. Luther's like, fine, I'll use Doomsday and then goes, oh, I've done a terrible thing. So you need the... He's a weapon. He's the physical one and yeah, Luther's yeah. the intellectual and you have to play that up more. Yeah. Yeah. Steppenwolf. Fuck him oh, off. Mate. Yeah, like... Fuck the whole movie off. Yeah, fuck the whole movie. <sighs> like that one's movie. again. You've got you've got the the problems arise from so much more than just make it Luther again. Character. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, if you fix Luther in all the other films. Make him the main bad guy. And I needed to lean more into that in my fix. <laughs> it's kind of that thing you mentioned before that comic. The Justice League film could have been just that. It could yeah. have been Luther has stolen Batman's files mm. and using it against them. You probably then need another film. Yeah, you do. It probably needs a basically DC need three more films. Yeah, yeah. Before I think, BVS. I think if you're going to use Steppenwolf, you'd use him like how you mentioned Red Skull before. He literally wants to recreate the world, which I think you in did do image. in your pitch, in his image. and But make it fucking believable. Like, he, it's so, he just wants to destroy where it shouldn't be about destruction. It should be yeah. about, in his mind, recreation, improving the world. Or just bring Darkseid in then. Yes. Right. Like, why yeah, didn't yeah. They? Yeah, because you know we're gonna build a we're gonna build a cinematic universe uh, like Marvel uh, did ten years ago. Yeah, yeah we're ten years <laughs> yeah. too fucking late because we're yeah. dumbasses. So what are our main takeaways? It's more like uh, we always call it the hero's journey, but you've uh, got to consider be better. It. Yeah, <laughs> just general be better. You've got to consider the villain's journey. You've got to consider yes. that the villain yeah, yeah, yeah. creates the events that have to be responded to. Yeah, and if like I don't think we we've mentioned the mirror thing a lot. I don't think that's a necessity, but it definitely improves them. Mostly because it basically gives them a point of view. It yep. gives them a reason for what they're doing because it's the same as the heroes. Yeah, yeah. Where as soon as you don't have that, I'm not on board. Even just as a case study, as soon as you when you apply that mirror thing, it's generally been great. It's worked out beautifully yeah. and made some of the strongest and most memorable iconic villains that we've had so far. For sure. Like again, you look at you look at Daredevil when you have him going up against Punisher and the Kingpin versus yeah. when he's just going up against the Hand. How much good? How much good that show is? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> good speaking. Yeah, but Daredevil has some great villains, exactly because yeah, they're they're mirror images of him. Just on a bad day. Yeah, I think we've covered it. I reckon we have. We've done it. Well done. On that note, I've been Carney. I've been Tom. I've been Damien. Uh, and if you want to, you know, talk to us about what villains you like, what villains have worked for you, what hasn't, what you'd like to see in the future of the MCU or the DCEU, you can reach us at moviemaintenance at sandspants.com or on Twitter at mmsandspants or reach us individually. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Orchid Trade. And I'm at Midday Pajamas. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard and like a savage beast you want more, consider becoming a member of Sans Pants Plus. For as little as $5 a month, you'll get lots of bonus content and exclusive instructions on how to survive the coming rapture. Just head to sanspantsplus.com. You all come back now, you hear? We made the big time malicious and mad. With a very-